0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck
0: Bryant. Someone asked me on Facebook what the W stood for. Did you see that? No, I
1: saw it and you said Wilhelmina. Yeah,
0: it's not true, (laughs) but I'm not telling
1: I know what it stands for. Well, sure
0: you do. I don't know if I know your name. I'm not telling. Why don't I know that? I'm doubting reality right now. Okay. All right, moving on. What's your setup, buddy? Um,
1: (laughs) I don't really have a setup, Chuck. Frankly, I'm getting a little sick of my own setups. Do you have one? No. Okay. Let's talk about twins. That is not
0: a tumor. How's that? (laughs) That's pretty good. From the movie Twins.
1: Yeah. No, that's from uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh. It's (laughs) not a tumor. (laughs) That's so lame. Yeah. Can't believe I goofed that. Hey, yeah, it's okay, man. You got the, you got the accent down yeah. perfect.
0: Twins was when he sang the, uh, yakety yak, don't talk back.
1: Don't talk back. Don't talk back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't scrub the kitchen
1: floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so twins. Yes, we're talking about twins, obviously. Um, or we're talking about kindergarten cop. It's a toss up at this point, sure. actually. Um, let's go with twins, Chuckers. Okay. All right, so, uh, you've known some twins, I'm sure, in your life. Yeah, I've known a few. I, I used to know a lot more back when I was in school. Sure. Um, I, I knew ki- twins. I don't know any now, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. No, like, I
0: don't actively know any twins.
1: <laughs> you never jog with any of them? No. Okay. <laughs> no. So uh, you are familiar then, as I'm sure most people are. They're not entirely uncommon, although there's a lot fewer of them than one might imagine, especially identical twins, right? Yeah. Uh, fraternal twins are actually way more common. Uh, and we'll get into how these things are made. And by these things, I mean people who are twins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Two they third. will soon be corralled like gingers, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Two-thirds more common, I think, is, is the fraternal twins. Okay. um, I guess to, to
1: get to the point of how twins are made, we should maybe talk a little bit about how babies are made. And what we're talking about are called singletons, like you, me, Jerry. Jerry, you're not a twin, are you? She nodded no. Okay. Jerry says no. So we're all singletons is what people like us are called. That's right. Very unique little snowflakes. That's
0: right. Yeah. Uh, so, Chuck, let's talk about how a singleton is made. Okay. I'll get the ball rolling. We're not going to talk about the nasty, dirty things that go into making babies. We'll, we'll just go with the science <laughs> of it all. Okay. <laughs> uh, about midway through a women's menstrual cycle, she releases an egg. Yes, that that's what uh, it sounds like, I understand. I think so. As it travels down the fallopian tube. Sure, and then uh, that single egg is fertilized by a little swimmer, little spermy guy. Right, and a bunch
1: of them are coming at it at once. Yeah, I imagine and, that's rather intimidating. And apparently I understand that um, brothers, brother sperm, related yes. sperm, can recognize one another in the uterus and will tag team. To, like, get there faster. They'll draft or they'll they'll connect and they'll try to, like, really? beat other people out. Like but teammates then, in a
0: NASCAR race. Exactly.
1: Interesting. But um, when they get to the egg, it's every man for himself. Right. And so the sperm gets to the egg and yes. fertilizes it.
0: Yes. And then um, what you have about a day and a half later is conception, and then it's called a zygote. Right. And then
1: after that, it divides in two. The fertilized egg divides into two. Yeah. Uh, and this is, we're talking about singletons, don't don't get all
0: crazy yet, this right. is the twins. <laughs> the fertilized egg d- divides into two. And then, right, four days later, it is at about 100 cells, right. keeps dividing, and now it's called a blastocyst.
1: Right, well, you keep hogging all the great words. Sorry. And then the sixth day after that, the blastocyst uh, implants the uterine wall, and that's where it gestates into a human being. And along the way, we all develop vestigial tails. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, I've heard Which that.
1: fall off for most people. Sure. Yeah.
0: And if not, what are you called? Or what is it called? It's called a vestigial tail. Oh, okay. I <laughs> thought there was another I name. I can't
1: remember. No, there's a name for like uh, being born with stuff like that. Right. And I can't remember. We have an article on the site. I think Clambert wrote it. Yeah. Um, okay, so Chuck, uh, week nine, you've got a fetus. Prior to that, it's an embryo. Yes. And as the baby develops... Um, it, it's surrounded by a uh, fluid-filled amniotic sac, right? Yes,
0: that's where it gets all the food and oxygen and all the things little little fetus needs to uh, progress.
1: Right, and it evacuates its bowels and its little tinkler into the umbilical cord, right? <laughs> yes, it yes. Does. Uh, And so, ta-da, nine months later, approximately,
0: you have you a baby. You have a singleton.
1: A little singleton. Right. Not necessarily a simpleton,
0: but definitely a singleton, right? Right, so that's normal... Regular old, straight up, I have a new little single baby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: so what happens when you have twins? There's two types, right? Yes. We talked about identical and fraternal. There's much more eggheading names for those than that.
0: Yeah. Monozygotic is uh, identical and dizygotic is fraternal. Right. But so we're, We'll go with them. Can we call them, uh, identical and fraternal? Sure. Okay, thanks.
1: Uh, so, starting with, uh, let's, we'll start with fraternal, right? Yeah, that's the easy one. Yeah, they're pretty simple. And fraternal twins, by the way, don't have any more shared DNA than, you know, Chuck and his very handsome brother share. 50%. Yeah, I, I wish I shared that much with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what, what happens is the, the, um, the mom releases two eggs rather than one. Yeah. And the dad, uh. Hits them with the sperm.
0: Yeah, like 50 million sperm. <laughs> right.
1: And then one gets in, and then another gets in, mm-hmm. and you have two developing zygotes.
0: Yeah. It's basically the same thing. It's like having two singletons at the same time. Right. Baking two buns in the same oven. Right. And uh, with with
1: a dizygotic twin, I'm sorry, uh, a fraternal twin, uh, you've yes. got three possible sets of combinations. Two males, two females, or a male and a female. And actually, male and female are the most common. They they represent half of all um, fraternal twins.
0: Yeah, those are my favorites. Mine too. Love it. Steve and Katie Duty. I don't know any personally, although uh, Scott and Stacy Fralick were my brother's age, and um, I just always thought that was the coolest thing.
1: They, yeah, they're all they're very close. Uh-huh. They're they're always very sweet.
0: Yeah, were you sweet? Yeah, and plus the whole, you know, the brother protecting the sister and the sister setting up the brother with her friends. Right, it's, yeah. It's a great. It's, it's the perfect s- super
1: relationship. Cute. Boy, girl, fraternal twins are super cute. Yes. We need a t-shirt that says that. Not like those weirdos that look alike. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Chuck. Uh, the same thing can happen with uh, multiple births, triplets. We have triplets that listen to us, as we know. Trizygotic. Right. Mm-hmm. And so on. Right? Sure. Now, with a monozygotic birth, um, you've got one egg that is fertilized by the sperm and it splits into two. Yeah. After it's fertilized and starts developing two identical human beings.
0: Yeah. That's called cool science.
1: It really is. The fact that this can happen, I love it. And the sooner the split happens, say within day two, the more independent the children are going to be in utero, right? They're, they're right. going to have their own s- amniotic sacs. They're going to have their own placenta. Uh-huh. Uh, as time wears on the uh, it, and the division occurs later, they they could have the chance of having fused placenta, um, fused amniotic sacs. And this is not necessarily a good thing,
0: actually. No. You can, um, if you share a placenta, uh, sometimes the twins will not develop equally because, one twin is hogging all the nourishment than uh, the other, and that's called fetal growth restriction. Not right. Good. With just like Danny DeVito and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, is that, was that the scenario? Yeah, remember
1: they said they said uh, Danny DeVito was like an accident; they weren't expecting him, uh, okay. and he comes to realize that he's afterbirth. Right. <laughs> and it was really sad. It was a sad point in the movie. That's <laughs> it. That's what he said. He's like, "I'm afterbirth." Right. It was sad slash funny frank yeah but uh, i imagine that that's what happened arnold just kind of took all of the uh, nourishment for himself leaving little danny
0: Devito with very little the stingy governator yeah and josh another thing can happen called twin to twin transfusion syndrome and that is when uh the twins are sharing circulation so they can actually transfuse blood from one to the other but that can be bad because the donor twin can uh you know, hog some of that, some of the blood, and uh, will be unusually small. Whereas the recipient twin will have too much blood and be unusually large for their age, <laughs> right. developing Big age. Big
1: baby, small baby, right? In the same womb at the same time, fighting for their stuff. Right. What? Well, it's something that um, I thought was really interesting in this article, which was written by Catherine Near. She's one of our head editors around and a, and here. a twin. And a twin. Mm -hmm. Um, She refers to herself in first person as the author in this throughout. Right. Um, She mentioned that uh, twins that have um, undergone twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome, or TTTS for those in the know, um, can actually, the circulation can be separated. Yeah, by lasers. Do you know how much, dough the surgeon who who performs in utero operations charges... I imagine. Where does that fit into the healthcare package? That's what I
0: want to know.
1: (laughs) That accounts for like 60% of it, and that's just like one
0: surgery. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But that's my calculation. Sure. I I would imagine that's really tricky, specialized stuff.
1: It really is. But it can be done, and you kind of want to do it because one twin can come out anemic. The other can just be enormous. Again, like Arnold Schwarzenegger
0: and Danny DeVito, right? Right. And uh, identical twins, Josh, obviously um, can only be two males or two females, because they share identical genetic material,
1: true that check there's also a uh syndrome that's pretty f- that's a lot more frequent than we once imagined called vanishing twin syndrome, yeah, where you start out with twins or multiples, then all of a sudden you're down one right and um they they used to think that this was a very rare infrequent thing, and actually I imagine in old timey eras. They had no idea that this was happening. Before the ultrasound, sure. Right. Uh, And then, yeah, once the ultrasound came around, we could start to kind of track what was going on, and we discovered that the mother was actually absorbing one during her pregnancy.
0: Yeah. That's got to feel a little odd. Well, and they said up to 21 to 30% of multifetal gestations has happened? Yeah. That's way more than I would have thought.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if it's just nature's way of saying, like, (laughs) no, eight is too many. Right. You know? Seven, that's fine, but eight, no. Eight is enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Chuck, we get to a different kind of twinning called conjoined twinning. Yeah, got to mention this. And this is awesome uh, in that no one really knows how this happens, but the, the prevalent theory is that the, um, the zygote – Right? Yeah. Okay. The zygote splits very late, like 12 days. Right. Which apparently is late during gestation. Right. Uh, and th- it never fully uh, divides. Yeah. It doesn't have a chance to fully divide. And so all of a sudden you have conjoined twins. Yeah, that make, that seems to be pretty logical. It definitely does. Um, and there's a, a whole slew of different kinds of conjoined twins. And it's all based on where the body is fused, right?
0: Yeah. I won't go over all the the um, different categories within the the subcategories within the category, but I will give the three main. Terata, Katadidema, that's uh, if you're joined at the lower portion of your body. And I have to say that includes uh, Ishiophagus, Uh which uh, Lakshmi
1: Tatma, the little Indian girl who was born with her twin, her headless twin, who? She basically looked like uh, the goddess Lakshmi. Oh and she right, was right. Worshipped. Yeah, um, yeah. And actually, I checked, I checked it out to make sure she was still going strong. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And a January twenty eighth article in the Daily Mail had a picture of her post surgery, uh-huh. going to school, wearing a little plaid skirt and a tie and waving. Cute, cute as a button. I thought you
0: said Padma Lakshmi from uh, Top Chef. No. Or whatever her last name is. No. And I thought she was a conjoined twin. No, no. Nice work. Doc. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does have that scar on her arm, but I knew that was from a uh, That's like just from car accident. This from another arm growing. Well, <laughs> I just thought it could have been. She could have been joined at the forearm. You know a lot about Padma. I'm a Top Chef nut. Uh, so then we uh, have the a didema and that is with one single upper body with a double lower half, or right. if you're connected by a single body part, like connected at the head, let's right. say.
1: Or, or this also includes kids with like a, a from the waist down have two sets of
0: legs, right? But everything else uh, up above is just single, right? Right. And then the uh, final one is terata, <laughs> anacata didema, and that's joined somewhere at the midsection. So maybe joined at the chest. You might share a heart. You might share some other organs, uh, or back to back. Let's say above the spine, that kind of thing.
1: Right. And Chuck, that includes Umphalo Pagus. Right. And you know who is Omphilo can join twins, don't you? Ronnie and Donnie. Ronnie and Donnie Galleon, that's right. The world's oldest living can join twins. Yeah, from Ohio somewhere, right? Uh yeah. And they they turned fifty eight last October.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did a bit on them on the webcast and they um they're as you would expect, kind of cantankerous with each other, but also like love and hug on each other. Yeah.
1: I think it's Donnie who is uh he gets he's afraid of the dark. Right. So Ronnie, like, cuddles him. Yeah. It's really sweet. If you haven't ever seen any uh, footage of Ronnie and Donnie Galleon right. hanging out, you should look it up. They also punch each other in the face when they're watching TV. When they, they get mad. Yeah. Well, they the have channels. two TVs. Right. And then they'll be watching them, obviously, at the same time. Sure. And one will turn the volume up, and the other right. turns <laughs> his volume up, and it keeps going, and then somebody gets punched in the face. It's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh That moves us on, Josh, to another form of conjoined twin called uh, parasitic twinning. Right. And this is when one conjoined twin is a lot smaller and maybe not as fully formed. And sometimes this is when you can get like a limb and an odd part of your body, like an arm growing out of your back or something like that.
1: Right. And a subset even rarer than this is uh, a parasitic twinning. And by the way, Andy Garcia was born with a parasitic I twin. I didn't know that until I read this. I didn't either. Uh but a very rare form of um parasitic twinning is fetus in fetu, uh which is where the the twin, the unformed or underdeveloped twin is found in the body of the living twin, the surviving twin. Yeah. Uh and often in a in the form of a teratoma, you'll find teeth, hair, um spinal bones segments bones yeah uh and these are all just called teratomas right the, what makes it a fetus and fetu uh is when there's a recognizable trunk and limbs i know imagine finding
0: that in your abdomen yeah which is
1: where, commonly where it grows
0: yeah it's really it's really sad is what it is i was about to say creepy but but I mean, imagine if it happens if you, to you, it's just a tragedy.
1: Imagine if you and your parents never had an, any idea that I you know. were part of a twin, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here he is. Well, that's where he got to. Right. You know? It's got
0: to be kind of shaking. <laughs> that happens a little more often than my I'm comfortable with. It said one in every 500,000. Oh, I thought you were about to reveal your own story. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but I just saw one in every 500,000. My first thought was, oh, wow, that's really rare. Then I thought, there's a lot of people on the earth, and that's not as rare as I would like it to be. Yeah,
1: and with conjoined twins, actually, they're rarer than I thought. Um, apparently, uh, by Catherine Nears' estimate, there is only about fifty unconjoined conjoined twins, unconnected conjoined twins, <laughs> right,
0: uh, in the world. Yeah, today. Yeah, he said. Uh, I think one in every forty thousand births, but only one in every two hundred thousand live births, because forty to sixty percent of conjoined twins are stillborn or die you know a day or two after birth which is really sad
1: right so about 95 percent of conjoined twins don't make it past the day right so the ones that do yeah and then th- that that five percent probably most of them are going to be disconnected at some point yeah if possible um of course there have been some famous ones right famous besides the, ronnie and donnie uh yeah who, who are the guinness guys ang and chang bunker right archie their brother
0: Oh, is that his name? No. Oh, okay. Ang, Ang and
1: Chang were uh, <laughs> born in 1811 in Siam. I'm so which, which we call Thailand now. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and pretty early on, they realized, like, hey, we can make a lot of money off of ourselves. Yeah. So they started touring the world, um, and they did make a pretty respectable sum for themselves. And they actually um, retired mm-hmm. to, I think, Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Didn't right? they get married, too? They married sisters, Sally and Adelaide Yates. Right. And the couples together, uh, had a combined 21 children. Wow. And they were never separated. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I, I knew it was. Disconnected. <laughs> uh, now they, they were, wh- where at the chest? They were at the chest and, and, an autopsy performed on them afterward, um, after their death, mm-hmm. which accounts for the word autopsy, uh, found that they shared no organs. They could have just gone, whew, skin graft,
0: Dog. They had, they had two sexual organs. They had two of everything, wow. except they were joined at the chest. So they had two sexual organs, and they fathered twenty-one kids with two sisters. Yeah, but that had to be a weird Saturday night. <laughs> clearly, everybody's in, in the room. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody's in the room. Wow, that's a, a menage, of whatever. I
1: don't even know what that is. <laughs> right, but they, uh, they lived to be sixty-three, actually. And they, I think they were the oldest living conjoined twins of their time, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. Probably in history. And there was another set that's fairly um, well-known, I guess. I, I didn't hear of them until this article. Did you read this part? I did not. About the Biddenden maids? No. Uh, Mary and Eliza Chulkhurst. They were born in 1100 A.D. Whoa. In England, I take it. And they were uh, pygopagus. That's a fun word to say. Say that. Pygopagus. <laughs> uh, They were Pygopagus, so they were connected along their lower back and their butthocks. Oh, so they're not facing each other? No, which I think would probably be a real pain.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably no scenario that's really easy to live with <laughs> that's true. when you think
1: about it. They lived to be 34, though. That's pretty and old for conjoint twins, especially yeah, and back then. And I think uh, Chang and Ang and uh, the uh, Biddenden maids... Died within hours of each other, which is fairly frequent. Remember when we were researching Ronnie and Donnie? Yeah. The doctor was talking about how, you know, sometimes people can live up to
0: 18 hours, but usually it's not very long. Right. So, yeah. Can we talk about my other two favorite types of twinning now? <laughs> These are my favorite <laughs> too. Sometimes, Josh, uh, a woman can release two eggs like you would when you would have fraternal twins, but. Maybe one might be, let's say, two weeks later than the other. Mm -hmm. Your husband or boyfriend or whoever uh, you're having your baby with fertilizes. You are are so liberal. Fertilizes both eggs at different times, and you're actually pregnant with, quote-unquote, twins, but one would be born two weeks after the other. Right, depending on the moment of conception. Yeah, and that's called uh, superfetation, and that's... I'd never heard of that. I'm kind of blown away.
1: Yeah, I am too. I'm even more blown away, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, this is great. By a little term called superfecundation. Yeah, they'd added a little extra few letters in there. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's like, wow. Bonus. <laughs> yeah. Um, if a woman releases more than one egg during ovulation uh, and two different males fertilize the egg, so you got sperm from one male mm-hmm. and then sperm from another male. Yeah. And. Both of them are fertilized and take ingestate. And yeah. She can have siblings, half siblings at the same time. Yeah. Virtually the same time. Boom boom. Superfecundation. And actually the first one you talked about, superfetation. Yeah. They can lead to uh, half identical twins. Where, um, the egg splits before fertilization. Right. And is then fertilized by two separate sperm. So these twins actually share
0: 75% of their DNA. Yeah, polar body twins. Yeah. Pretty cool term. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's the same thing except it's not two eggs to begin with. It's one egg that splits. Right. That makes sense. All right. So, Chuck, you want to talk about some, you want to just put
1: some twin myths down? Yeah. Take or- them around the barn and. Shoot
0: them. Sure. Or we can validate them. I guess. Okay. There's a study called the Minnesota Study of Twins Reared Apart. And it's an ongoing four part deal where they study um, fraternal and identical twins raised together and separate to see like what the big, all the hullabaloo is all about. Right. <laughs> and what they found a lot of times is that twins separated at birth, identical twins, uh, or I guess fraternal too, they share a lot of the same characteristics in life. Yeah. And Jim and Jim, Lewis and Springer, were separated at four weeks
1: old. Right. And they were adopted. So both of their first names are the same. They were given the same first name by their adoptive parents. Right. Instead of the same last name.
0: Very odd. Uh, They were apart until they were 39 years old. They both grew to six feet tall, Mm -hmm. weighed exactly 180 pounds. Yeah. When they were little boys, each one had a dog named Toy. Right. Each one had been married two times. Yeah. Uh, the first wives of both were called Linda, and the
1: second wives of both were called Betty.
0: Yeah. Weird. Uh, each one had a son. They named James Allen, which is interesting. They spelled right. it the different. The spelling was different, right? And and here's another little fact for you. What? My dad's name is James Allen, and he had a twin that died at birth. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah. I remember when my dad first told me that, I was like, oh. And then a couple years later, I was like, Wow. That's so weird to think I would have had an identical twin uncle. Yeah. That just never happened. That would have changed the course of your life entirely. Sure. Uncle look-alike <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have called him. Uh, what, what, uh, what other things do they have in common? Each one had driven a, had a light blue Chevrolet, and mm-hmm. they both vacationed at Pass Grill Beach in Florida.
1: Right. Here's my favorite. Uh, they both enjoyed Salem cigarettes
0: and Miller Lite beer. Yes. I love that one, too. <laughs> Um, they were both nail biters. They both held part-time jobs as sheriffs. They both had migraines. And then the little love note thing. Go yeah, ahead. and
1: uh, in uh, How the Mind Works, I think is what it's called, Stephen Pinker's book. Um, right. He, he he offhandedly mentions that. Uh, and, and he's saying, is there a gene for leaving love notes around the house? And he's saying, twins reared apart kind of suggests,
0: yeah. Right. They both left love notes for their wives. Mm-hmm. It's so odd. It is. What an odd characteristic to share. So, uh, they were obviously studied in that, in that Minnesota study of twins reared apart. But they do mention, I thought this is funny, that they had different hairstyles.
1: Well, but, yeah, I mean, like, it is easily sensationalized, you know, and you, you, you right. gotta say, like, you know, those facts lead you to believe that they were the exact same person in every sure. single way. So,
0: one they said had, like, the mop top. Beatles' haircut, and one had like the pompadour Johnny Cash with, with the sideburns with even longer sideburns, <laughs> right. yeah, so maybe they just listened to different music,
1: right, and well, another one was uh more articulate than the other, and the the other was a better writer than the articulate one,
0: right, right, yes,
1: interesting stuff. imagine having a twin with the same first name, yeah being like, Hey, Jim, hey, Jim, they get old really
0: fast, nice sideburns, nice mop top, <laughs> right. let's go smoke some Salems, <laughs> let's." Oh, boy. Um, and then uh, 48 Hours, the TV show did, did a special on Identical Twins Raised Apart, and they found uh, interesting things like uh, Barbara and Daphne that were twins, and they both had miscarriages and then had two boys and one girl. A mm-hmm. little bit of a connection there. I don't know how over the top that is, though.
1: The, are those the giggle twins?
0: Yeah, because they apparently had the same laugh.
1: Well, they, they cross their arms and giggle in
0: the same <laughs> way. right. right.
1: Which you could have picked up from watching Alf. They could have both been watching Alf.
0: Well yeah, you never know. Yeah. Did you watch Alf? Yeah. I didn't watch Alf. I never got it. It was like a puppet. Have you ever seen Permanent Midnight? Oh yeah.
1: That's the guy who wrote the first season of Alf. <laughs> oh, that's what Permanent Midnight's about. If you go watch Permanent Midnight and then you go watch the first season of Alf, uh-huh. there's a lot of like kind
0: of really quick dark funny things in there that yeah i bet my favorite part of that movie is when he and owen wilson are uh had lost their drugs and owen wilson says if i was a percodan where would i be (laughs) 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 great line
1: and chuck you know um twins reared apart is like a perfect natural experiment uh, to try to settle nature versus nurture yeah absolutely um it's not always a natural experiment and I'm making air quotes for those of you who can't see. There's a group in New York that was affiliated well, they had an in with a major adoption agency in New York in I think the 60s uh-huh. And they were basically like, Oh, you've got some twins up for adoption, make sure that this goes this way to this family and this goes to this family and then they kept tabs. So they were like purposefully separating twins in, in the, the adoption through the adoption agency. Right. And then studying them. Like, this huge longitudinal study. Uh-huh. uh And actually, uh, they apparently got some really great results, but they became so afraid... Is apparently the public sentiment of you know separating twins for the study of uh, sure. nature versus nurture. Uh, public sentiment changed, so by the eighties, I think they, they concluded this twenty year study. Um, they were like, okay, we're just going to never talk about this for the next <laughs> right. sixty years. So they sealed it, and I think it's in like a the Yale University Library under wow. lock and key. But it's coming out in the next like ten or twenty years, I think. Wow, yeah, it's That's gonna crazy. rock our world. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that and the whole Kennedy assassination. The truth will be out there. I don't know if that one's ever coming out. Well, no, isn't there a date set for it? Is there? Yeah, I think so, where the records are going to be open. Awesome. Can't wait. I need to watch more stuff they don't want you to know, huh? Yes, our awesome Conspiracy Theorist podcast. Yeah. Uh, So, Josh, we do know that um, we don't know what causes the uh, the MZ twins right now. But we do know that the rate is consistent throughout the world, which is about 1 in 250.
1: Right. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, it's every time there's, what did you say, 1 in 250 or 4 in 1,000? 1 in 250 is a little easier. Okay, but it doesn't mean that every time there's 1,000 births, you know, there's 4 equally distributed. No, of course not. Right, but if you take the birth statistics across the entire world, you're going to find about 4 per 1,000. Sure. And actually, by ethnic group... Uh, it changes. Uh, African-Americans tend to have far more twins than
0: any other group. And Africans. And I'm
1: sorry, African people of African descent. Yeah.
0: Um, and Africans themselves. Sure. The, I think they said the Yoruba tribe in uh, Nigeria has 45 per 1,000 births.
1: And that's a lot.
0: That is a whole lot.
1: Uh, I, on the low end, uh, Chinese people have 11.2
0: per 1,000 births, right? Right, and that, that's in the United States, by the way. Nice, Chuck. Not in China. Chinese people living in the United States. So Chinese Americans
1: have 11.2 per 1,000. But if answer. you go to China, it's like 800 per 1,000.
0: I don't think that's the right number. That
1: is not the right number. <laughs> but um, there are a couple of factors involved, Chuck, real quick. Um, the the uh, I think the follicle-stimulating hormone can cause a woman to have more than one egg. Sure. Um, and that's usually found uh, more frequently in heavy women and older women. Uh and we've been kind of trending toward heavier and older. Right. Yeah. Uh, as far as parents go. So twinning as a result in the US has risen eighty or thirty eight percent since nineteen ninety and sixty
0: five percent since nineteen eighty. I know. That's a right. pretty big jump. Okay, so
1: let's move along and get rid
0: of some myths, dude. Twin language, Josh. Right. Uh also known as idioglossia and cryptophagia. That is uh, when some people say twins have like a secret language that they speak to each other. Sort of not true. What the deal usually is, is um, let's say when they're developing, let's say the first little twin has like a slower development with the language. Uh Then the second twin, the second twin will kind of hang back. Or mimic. And mimic mirror neurons, maybe. (laughs) Mimic the uh, other twin, and then all of a sudden they kind of develop this code, if you will. Right. Uh, So... Twin language?
1: No. Technically, no. All right. Uh, and then you always hear about twins having ESP. Like one of them uh, gets injured somewhere and the other one across the country knows about it right then or is yeah, worried yeah. or something. So this has been tested, actually. And uh, in one experiment, it's kind of clever, they took two twins uh, and they put, one, they put them in separate rooms. Yeah, we split them up. Well, yeah, you got to, or else they'll just cheat like crazy.
0: I wonder if they faked it though, and they're like they really thought they had Donnie when they had Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Although they clearly weren't split up. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> you have both. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, but you split one, you split them up, and you give one some cards to pick to choose from, uh, with different illustrations on it, and then the other one has the same set of cards in another room. So you have the one that chose the card, the sender send the image t- telepathically to the target, the recipient twin. And then the recipient twin is supposed to choose that card. Well, the crazy thing is, is in the first round of this experiment, they got it right like half of the time. Yeah. Which is pretty significant.
0: Pretty significant.
1: But then they altered the experiment a little bit. And they uh, had a uh, an assistant choose the card for the twin. And then the twin sent the image telepathically. Yeah. And all of a sudden it dropped to 25%. Right. And they think that it was because the the twins were hitting at 50% because of shared preferences. Right. Not uh you know tele, tele telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> There's something really wrong with me today.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that's probably the deal. That a lot of experiments don't show any kind of special bond. Some do, but the same experiments show that special bond between let's say a mother and a daughter or a brother and a sister that aren't twins and they think that it probably just has more to do with, um, like you said, growing up together, shared preferences and interests, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you, you want to do? Celebs or movies? Famous twins, Josh. You ever heard of Mario Andretti, race car driver? Yes. You ever he heard has... of Aldo? No, <laughs> I haven't either. That's see, I I highlighted the ones that I was like, oh, I didn't know they had a twin, because <laughs> some of them obviously you know, like Jenna and Barbara Bush. Yeah, you know, that. but they're fraternal, right? Uh. Yeah. Giselle Bunchin, the smoking hot model. Yeah. She, a she is a sister. I imagine a smoking hot sister. She is good looking. Is she? She's her manager. She's not model hot, but she is very attractive. Are they identical or fraternal? They're fraternal. Okay. Vin Diesel. Really? Yeah, he has a kind of a funny looking brother named Paul Vincent. Nice. I'll show you a picture of him. Scarlett. Well, how do you
1: name your kid Paul Vincent and Vin? Vin Diesel's a...
0: Stage name, dude. Uh Oh. I wonder (laughs) if his name's Vincent Paul. Oh, maybe. Maybe his parents were very unimaginative. Or maybe Paul Diesel changed his name to Vincent because he thought it was too, you know, gearhead. (laughs) Scarlett Johansson has a brother named Hunter. Right. They look a lot alike. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Kutcher. Did you know that? I think that rang a bell, actually. Yeah, the Kutch has a brother named Michael who has uh, cerebral palsy, sadly. Yes, that does ring a bell. Yeah, and he, like, it's his... He kind of lives for him and has brought a lot of awareness to that. That's cool. Um, Alanis Morissette has a brother named Wade. Who cares? And Wade Morissette is a singer, yoga dude, and a kirtan. which is like an Indian chanter. Can we be done now? Oh, <laughs> uh, Parker Posey has a brother named Chris. Cool. I'll bet he's cool. Uh, and then Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus Sutherland. That's so
1: crazy. Did you know he had that many names?
0: No. Yes, he has a uh, fraternal twin sister. Huh. name uh, Rachel. Why would you give a kid that many names? Donald Sutherland's probably smoking a lot of something back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least he did an Animal House. Right. And then, of course, my favorite twins, Kim and Kelly Deal. Kim Deal of the breeders. Or, yeah. Uh, well, they're both in the breeders, and Kim was in the pixies. Woo, pixies. Uh, and before we move on, I, I want to put a call out because I saw a special one time on a TV show about these two twins... Two, I think, like 12-year-old black girls in England. Okay. And they mimicked everything exactly. They spoke in stereo at the same exact time. Creepy. They walked exactly the same in synchronicity. It's like the twins in uh, The Shining. It's very creepy, and that's exactly what they were. And you know what happened? (laughs) What? One day they found one of them drowning, the other one in a creek. Did they save the one? I don't know, and I can't find. I saw this like years ago, and I have never, ever, ever been able to find anything on it. So that's crazy. Putting the call out there to the SySk Army. Yes, same anyone me. knows about this? I'm dying to know the, the story. Well, if
1: you want to read one of the better articles on how stuff works, check out twins. Just type twins in the handy search bar at howstuffworks.com, and that leads us to listener mail.
0: Yes, Josh, I have a couple of quick ones. This is from Adrian in Canadian City, Fredericton N.B. What does that mean? I have no idea. Oh, New Brunswick. Yeah, probably. He's 11. It's called Canadian City, New Brunswick? Or he's saying it's a Canadian city? Yeah, I think he's saying it's a Canadian city. Okay. Uh, Hey, guys. My name is Adrian. In case you're wondering, I'm a boy. And surprisingly (laughs) enough, I'm only 11 years old, and I listen to your podcast every night I can. I believe that thanks to you guys, I'm the smartest boy in my class. Awesome. And the subject of interesting facts. And Jerry, I have not forgotten about you. <laughs> I believe that without you, the sound effects would run for the hills. Keep up the good work, people. Please put this in your next podcast, because if I heard myself on the show, then it would be one of the highlights of my life. Well, technically, you're not hearing yourself, but you're hearing Chuck read you, Adrian, but that's close enough, right? That's right. Yeah. Jerry loved this one. Jerry forwarded this after we had already seen it. Did she go, cute? Well, I've <laughs> the sound effects, they would run for the hills, it's <laughs> Adorable. No, she just wanted to remind us of her place in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, this is from Abu, and this is another kind of call out to the fans because we said something about Arthur the Weatherman in our little YouTube yeah. sidebar last. Yeah. Uh, well, which one was that in? Do you remember? I, it had nothing to do with whatever we were talking about, but right. now I don't remember. It'll probably come out after this one.
1: <laughs> no, it already came
0: out. Oh, okay. Uh, but we heard from Abu that Arthur the Weatherman actually. Perished in the Haiti earthquake. I don't think that's true. But we don't know if that's true. I looked it up on the internet and everything points back to the single source that isn't reputable. Mm -hmm. So if anyone out there has any information on Arthur. No, Arthur, if you're out there, let us know you're alive. Please. Yeah. We're we're praying and hoping that you're alive. Yeah. It's going to
1: be hot. Yeah, if you have any information on Arthur the Weatherman or you live in a Canadian city, and by the way, thank you, Adrian and Abu. Uh, send us an email. We love getting emails. Chuck loves responding to emails. Jerry loves forwarding emails. Just send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage.